Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In-game live wagering is something that is clearly growing. On in-game live, you're interacting with the hosts in real time, and the real-time data is changing constantly. With our edge analysis, it's only going to become a more vital part to the betting experience. Even if our hosts aren't talking about it at that time, you'll see odds constantly refreshing, and we're explaining why it's changing to help you, the better, see what we're seeing. I, I truly believe that the analysis and the data, it's going to be better, it's going to be more precise, and it gives us the ability to pivot so quickly. We're giving you close to 50 hours a week of in-game live. It is the perfect second screen experience to get the winning edge while you are watching live sports. I'm Greg Sussman, and if you want the winning edge, you need to be watching in-game live, only on SportsGrid. Today on Sports Grid, Craig Mish, Davis Maddock, two hours of fantasy sports talk, wagering sports talk every single day, every single day here on SportsGrid.com. You heard Chris's headlines here at the top of the hour. We're going to get to some of those stories as well. Let's begin with our headlines here on this show on the 14th of June, 2021. Two game fours tonight in the NBA playoffs. Pivotal game for the Atlanta Hawks. They got to win this one tonight. They're at home against the 76ers. Also, Western Conference Finals start tomorrow night between Las Vegas and Montreal. We saw the Islanders take a 1-0 lead in their series. 13 games tonight in Major League Baseball. And a really good matchup tonight in terms of pitching. Tyler Glass now at Lance Lynn squaring off on the south side. So my television tonight will be on all of the baseball games. But no doubt, some interesting stories percolating in the NBA as well. I did see Becky Hammond going to be interviewing for the head coaching gig with the Portland Trailblazers. And now today we learned that Mike D'Antoni has a possibility in Portland, which of course, Davis, would mean a lot of offense, a lot of fun, and uh, another stop for D'Antoni if that's possible. And I feel like even if he got the Portland gig, it would not be his last spot as well. And also, as Chris mentioned in the update, Chauncey Billups, who I do think would be a good head coach in the NBA, hopefully he gets a shot too. So what did you make of that news today? Yeah, I mean, Dan Tony is just such a lifer. And I, I do kind of, I feel like his system would be intriguing in Portland. Um, you know, like hit Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and Norman Powell in that, 
in that pace and space stuff, I, I would be a little bit worried how he would choose to integrate Yusuf Nurkic, who that organization owes like $80 million over the next three years to. Nurk, not uh, you know the most prototypical D'Antoni center. However, uh, Robert Covington played with D'Antoni in Houston. Co- Covington is like the most D'Antoni player of, of all time, basically. It's like he exists to play in that system. I think Chauncey Billups would be good. I, I, I am probably hoping for Becky Hammond to get a job. Like, I just think that would be a really cool milestone in uh you know men's professional sports in the united states like i i that would it would make me happy and uh i think she i think she definitely you know would have learned a lot from from pop and and we know that spurs we know that spurs coaches generally do well you know budenholzer has done well the guys who are disciples of pop generally do well yeah, I, I think that it would be fan, it, really fascinating to see him as the head coach in Portland and and just kind of, as you mentioned, I mean, if there's anybody that's a lifer at this stage in the NBA, it is him. I mean, he reminds me, honestly, Davis, I'm sure you remember the name Larry Brown. It reminds me of when Larry Brown was coaching all these different teams in the NBA, uh, the Knicks. I think the Knicks was his last stop, but the Knicks, the Clippers, uh, the Spurs, Brett, what am I missing? 76ers. I think I hit all, all. Maybe there was even more than that. I don't remember, but that guy coached everywhere. Yeah. Uh, interesting NFL. What was it? Which one, Brett? Charlotte, too. Were you there, Brett, when he was a coach? When he was that coach? Okay, just making sure. Uh, one NFL note over the weekend. I don't know, Davis, if you pay attention to all this stuff, but I read the fantasy sites and, and Daily Roto and all that. But Trey Sermon was one name that came up over the weekend that was surprised me a little bit. I know that the 49ers have a lot of running backs there and a lot of options. We talked about Nick Mullins going from San Francisco today to Philadelphia, but some some positive reports on Trey Sermon in the OTAs. Those are the kind of things that are happening. A slow time a little in the NFL. Yeah, well, Jeff Wilson Jr., it was announced uh, like two weeks ago that he was having a surgery on one of his knees and that it was going to take him, you know, it was he, he wasn't going to be back immediately. And then right after that happened, you know, it was also reported that uh, Raheem Mostert is uh, on the, like he has an ankle injury as well that he is dealing with. So it, it doesn't seem great there. And then uh, Matt Barrows from The Athletic reported that Wayne Gallman is the number two running back on the roster right now, which is maybe just coach speak, but it would seem to indicate that Mostert is not like locked and loaded and ready. And, and so I think there's just a lot of helium right now for Trey Sermon. But this is what we do early in the offseason. Any nugget that we get from the coaching staff, any injury that we see at all, like these things just absolutely blow up and they they result in you know these huge shifts in ADP and that's just kind of the that's just kind of the name of the game in uh in these early drafts yeah I I gotta pull the video I think I think if I'm not mistaken the uh, Dolphins head coach Brian Flores talked about some things over the weekend uh Miami's having some issues with their cornerback Xavier Howard he's not reporting not really a fantasy story but I'll see if I can dig up something maybe for our best ball preview whenever we decide to do the Dolphins. Okay, coming up next, it is time for us to give you an idea as to what the odds on FanDuel look like in the National League East. Now, this has shifted around a lot over the past month because a couple of different teams have had winning streaks. We'll also hear from Andrew McCutcheon of the Philadelphia Phillies. In case you missed it, over the weekend, the Phillies beat the Yankees all three games they played in and uh, was not a great weekend for manager Aaron Boone as he fired back a little bit at one of the reporters as well. Also, it is waiver wire Monday here in season-long fantasy baseball. 
And there actually are a couple of different names, I think, in 12-team leagues that you may want to consider or 15-team leagues. No one left to pick up in AL or NL, I can assure you of that. I'm, I'm in a league yesterday where there, there is just nothing. You are stuck with the team that you have. Our best ball previews in fantasy football also continue. We've got Fantasy or Reality, the Sports Grid 60. And as a reminder, we have a full preview coming later this week on the U.S. Open on Father's Day weekend. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Hopefully we'll have a great tournament coming up this weekend and help you pick a winner there as well. So stay on the grid. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. We're back in just two minutes as we take a much closer look at the National League East over on FanDuel and options to pick up on the waiver wire in fantasy baseball. Stay with us and stay on the grid. Craig and David, back with you in a couple minutes. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Well, the division races in baseball are certainly heating up, and those of you who are getting ready to make some final bets maybe on that for the season, you can go over to FanDuel right now. The odds are shifting quite a bit. But the hot team right now in the National League and the team that is in the NL East are the Philadelphia Phillies. They've won four straight games. That's the most right now in the National League. In addition to that, they just swept the Yankees three games in a row. Everything seems to be clicking for them. And on top of it, they really haven't had a ton of injuries this season. Andrew McCutcheon, the former MVP of the National League, was asked simply about how he knows that the team is clicking at the right time. And Kutch refused to give just the easy answer to this one. I know. I mean, I don't want to give a generic answer because you know I feel like every major league baseball player will say the same thing, but um we we have a team that can be an all-around really good team an all-around um team a team that hits team that, that pitches plays good defense 
Um, we, we have that caliber of a team. So, um, you know, but we also understand that I felt like we were a team who, who could be consistent with that, um, not just having periods and moments of it. Um, so um, we, we know we can sense it. We feel it in the clubhouse when things are starting to heat up for us as a whole, as a team. You always have some guys who may individually be heating up and doing well, but uh, we also know we're a team that's capable of having all of us um, and the majority of us um, doing well and playing collectively um, as a team and doing good things out there. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, we definitely felt we had we have the team to do that. We're showing that. And um, uh, I, I feel like, honestly, like it's, it's just heating up for us. And, um, you know, we, we should expect to be doing this, uh, you know, more times than not. You know, Davis, the Phillies are really interesting because they blew a historical amount of games last year, 21 blown saves in 60 games. They have two frontline starters that could be number one, number two, or two and three in any Major League Baseball rotation in Wheeler and in Nola. Like, they have those guys. They have Bryce Harper. They have JT Real Muto. Like, they have a really good team but and a good manager. But for whatever reason they haven't been able to get it going. And I and I just have to wonder, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I, I have to wonder if they're being a little bit undervalued uh, for the division based on the horrible luck that they had last year. We know how bullpens go. One year you're terrible, one year you're good. And by the way, their bullpen this year is not great, but it's better than what it was last year. They have two, you can make the argument, at their position of the better, if not best, players in baseball. Hoskins is good. Alec Bohm hasn't even been great. He's good, too. Uh, you know, I just kind of wonder, maybe they take off like the Nationals did a couple of years ago. But uh, that, that's just, I thought it was interesting to see them playing well. Yeah, and I think their odds are sort of interesting. The issue you have with them is they are not very deep. So whenever they sustain an injury, you know, if uh, Ramudo has to go on the injured list, if Hoskins has to go on the injured list, if Kutchin has to go on the injured list, they bring in you know, your Roman Quinns, your Ronald Torres's, your Nick Matons, your, your Matt Joyce's, like just a lot of guys who are definitely below league average players. And I guess to some extent, the, the Braves actually have that problem as well. You know, the Braves don't have, uh, you know, a super deep bench or anything like that. You know, they're, they're relying on here, Adrianza, Guillermo Heredia, guys like that. You know, they, they don't have uh, that same luxury of bench depth that the Los Angeles Dodgers have. And I, I think that is playing into the odds. I, I, I guess what's interesting is that the Phillies have been a better team up until this point than the Atlanta Braves, but the Braves are still viewed as being better by the market. And the Braves lineup, I mean, they're playing some weird guys. Abraham Almonte has been, like, literally was batting cleanup for them. Over the weekend, they are having to play William Contreras, a catcher, because they have guys, uh, you know, Alex Jackson and Travis Darnot are out injured. I, if I was going to make a bet on this division, I mean, right now I would probably lean the Braves, but I wouldn't think that, you know, uh, a bet on the Phillies would be bad or misplaced or anything like that. Yeah, I, and as we look at it, let's let's look at this again here. Um, I know we just did. Let's let's do it one more time. I'm sorry, James. Uh, so the Mets are are minus three thirty. The Braves are four to one. The Phillies are nine and a half to one. Uh, I know Kyle Schwarber said yesterday, Davis, to reporters that we're really good and don't count us out. But uh, no, I'm out. And um, 
and the Marlins, they had that horrible losing streak. They're 32 to one and um, they're, they're going to need a lot of help. You know what I think, you know, who wins the div- uh, the division this year, Davis? Look, first of all, the Mets, if they have everyone healthy are pretty formidable and they have the best player in DeGrom, but Davis, is this a division that is the one that you say whoever does the most on the 30th of July, yes. like whoever has the biggest upgrade is going to win. I could see that happening. That's what I could see. Yeah, actually, uh, I was going to bring that point up if you didn't, because I think you could argue that the Braves, if they made a couple bullpen additions and then replaced, you know, those uh, those Tucker Davidson and Drew Smiley starts with someone, I mean, anyone, just, you know, bring in, bring in Nate Eovaldi, bring in uh, mm-hmm. Brad Keller or someone like that, like not even someone good, but just someone who's not a disaster. And I think both the Phillies and the Braves, they both need some platoon bats to add to the bench. And this is something the Yankees have always been good at is bringing in great platoon bat, you know, guys to give, you know, 10 plate appearances a week for in the back half of the season. I think both of those teams should be adding that and whoever does a better job of it in the second half of the season, I think could be favored for the division. But again, DeGrom and the Mets, it's like if they win every five days, you know, they're just locked into one of those wins. What do you, what do you do? Yeah. Uh, You know, the Braves, not entirely their fault. Uh, Well, Soroka never pitched an inning this season. He's probably not going to, and they were counting on him coming back at some point. And then Ozuna, obviously with the domestic uh, stuff, uh, he's not going to play this year. So, I mean, hard to, to hold them accountable for that. Now, if they do nothing at the deadline, then that's the difference there for them. But I I was not that impressed seeing the Braves play this weekend for sure. Okay, let's take a look at the impressive players who could be sitting out there on the waiver wire. For those of you playing in season-long fantasy leagues, I'm just plowing away here. I had the hot Duval week, so I jumped up a little bit in my mixed league, but my NL, I have definitely fallen. Miguel Andujar, I don't know what's going on with this guy, Davis. They're playing him in like left field every day now, and he's like their hottest hitter. It's so sad what's going on with the Yankees. Hey, Brendan Rogers finally looks like Brendan Rogers and, and he's still out there in a lot of leagues. People just gave up on this guy, Tucker Davidson. I mean, I guess an NL start, the brave schedule is, is pretty soft, I think coming up. And then, I mean, what is going on in catchers in major league baseball? Max Stasi is hot. Eric Haas on, on the, uh, on the Tigers is hot. We're getting all these crazy catching performances over the last couple of weeks. Stasi has been the beneficiary and the angels kind of carry, I mean, Walsh, I know Homer yesterday, but Stasi's like kind of carrying the angels now. Yeah. I mean, Stasi has been incredible. So on my main event team, we made, uh, we made two bids. We uh, tried to bid for Sam long, the giants prospect pitcher mm-hmm. who, who just came up. We bid $25 out of a thousand on him. Uh, did not get him. He went in all main event leagues, average of $50 and uh, an average runner-up of $25. So I kind of put in the runner-up bid on there. And then the hitter that I actually spent on was Rowdy Telez of the Blue Jays because for whatever reason, over the last couple weeks, they have decided to start playing Telez at uh, DH more often. He got three starts this last week, uh, two at DH, one at first base which is uh, you know, a, a left-handed power bat playing in that Buffalo Stadium, playing in that division, and, and we got him for five bucks, I think. And it, I think if you're out there in a 15-team mixed league and he's out there, he is definitely worth some starts if he's going to be starting three or four times a week. I, I'm sure – look, I had really never heard of this guy on the Dodgers either, but did you try to, to throw a bit on this guy, Andy Burns, that got called up uh, for the Dodgers? I threw $5 at him. 
in the NL. I didn't well, get him. Did you? Did you try I threw. Him? I threw a couple bucks at Matt Beatty, but we didn't get him either. Yeah, this this guy Burns. I mean, who know? I mean, Davis. Is there? Is this another Dodger that's going to call up and, and and hit like ten home runs in two weeks? I mean, I mean, we're not going to see Muncie probably for a month. So, I, 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 the Dodgers seemingly like to give more opportunities to the guys they call up than the guys that are on the team sometimes. All right, we'll be back. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. here on sports grid what you want to do is check out our youtube channel because each and every day here on sports grid davis and i are going through our fantasy football 2021 best ball previews what is best ball essentially it's a fantasy football draft that you would do in june or july and whoever you draft is who you have there are no moves and of course by going to daily roto you can read more about who davis likes heading into the 2021 fantasy football season today's preview is on the los angeles rams we talked about the chargers last week we're going to stay right in los angeles and do the rams today and very clearly the message was sent in the offseason davis they had the choice the rams did they could have brought jared goff back for another year they could have even drafted a quarterback in fact that's what most people thought they were going to do but just going to show you Sometimes the reporters have no idea what's going on. Out of nowhere, Matthew Stafford was acquired, and everything changed for the Rams. Jared Goff goes over to Detroit. They bid farewell to him, and provided that Stafford is who he is, a massive upgrade to that offense is coming this season. I I do agree with this. You know, I, I, I'm caught in between, well, Matthew Stafford was the quarterback of the Lions for a long time. They were never really that formidable of a team in the playoffs. They were bad. For a lot of the time, right uh, now, they did win. You know, they won 10 games in 2011. They won 11 games in 2014. Uh, however, my my opinion was actually that in 2019, 
Matthew Stafford was in the MVP race before he got hurt. He was mm-hmm. averaging 9.1 adjusted yards per attempt, 19 touchdowns in eight games, only five interceptions. Stafford has always struggled with, well, not always. He, he did better in terms of the interceptions kind of the last couple of years, but he is, he is a gunslinger. My thing is he clearly is more physically talented than Jared Goff, right? Now, Goff is, people, the hate on Jared Goff went too far. I mean, this was a guy who did, take the Rams to a Super Bowl, but uh, Bill Belichick really confunded him in that game. But Stafford is clearly better than Goff. And I think that McVay's offense was always kind of hamstrung by what he had to do for Jared Goff. He had to make everything very simple, had to make everything very easy. And I think we will see McVay, you know, kind of open up the playbook. I think we will see more deep shots, especially now that Deshaun Jackson is on the roster. I think we'll see a lot of cool play action, bootleg style stuff. But, you know, Stafford, he can make every throw. He can be rolling to his left on his off arm, off his back foot and launch the ball to a dime on to 50 yards. You know, that's just kind of the guy he is. And so I'm really excited. And I actually think the market might be underrating the current iteration of the Los Angeles Rams a good bit. Yeah, I I totally agree. But, but here is, here is the fair assessment to play the other side of that. Cause that's what we like to do is give everyone the opportunity to see both sides which, which Davis is this, is that he has a really good chance to be a QB1 this year, without a doubt, 12-team leagues, 15-team leagues, great super flex option. But he is the one quarterback that you have to acknowledge an injury because his back has given him problems now two years in a row. You don't know what that could mean. In sports, it has meant the end for some players. So how do you manage that in fantasy? Because you know that if you've invested in Stafford, the likelihood is, is that you didn't take him anywhere near the top. But but don't you in a one quarterback league have to have a little bit better insurance if you take him? Or is that just not the way that you play it? You know, the, the thing about Stafford is you do kind of worry about the back, right? Because back injuries for quarter, I mean, back injuries for anyone in football, but he played every game last year. He was, he was getting injections. You know, he was dealing with this thing. He played, he played 16 games on a five win team last year. I mean, you just, Stafford is about as gutty as it gets in terms of playing. Now he did, he missed, he did miss eight games, but the only time he has, has missed games in his career was 2010. He got hurt in 2010. I believe he tore his labrum all the way back then. It was a really, really gnarly injury. And then he he hurt his back in 2019 and wasn't able to play. But he played 16 games for nine consecutive years while leading the league in, he's led the league in pass attempts twice because that was how those old Lions offenses with Stafford and, and Calvin Johnson worked. I, I'm not really that worried about it. And I, I think that a little bit of that is baked into his ADP. So I, I'm not all that concerned about him. I, I feel pretty confident he will gut it out for us. Okay. I, I want to have a, a decent backup if, if I draft Stafford. Again, that's just that's just my—I'm not going to draft somebody above, but I want to make sure that I'm getting somebody as a decent QB2 going into the season. Um, okay, so so running back is the strength. Where is, where is Cam Akers being drafted? He is the anchor on my dynasty team. Uh, I, I was very— very down after the first few games of the season, Davis, to be honest with you. I thought, oh, my gosh, I drafted another bust in, in Dynasty. But I'm like, my gosh, I watched Cam Akers play at FSU. Like, he, he looked really good. What am I missing? And then he kind of closed out the season with a wow. Like, this guy has a chance to be a top five guy in 2021. I don't care who was behind him. Henderson. Uh, I don't even know if they have Brown anymore. I'm not sure. But, like, that, that guy really 
was the eye opener, I think, in the second half. Yeah, and if you want him, you're going to have to pay for him. Right now, he goes on average with the last pick in the first round or the first pick of the second round. Uh, the absence of Malcolm Brown is pretty big for Cam Akers. Uh, Malcolm Brown was the primary passing down back, even when, so even when Akers was crushing, right, even at the end of the season when he was, when he was going through his run, Malcolm Brown was still playing third downs and he is now gone. He is on the Miami Dolphins roster. I mean, yeah, this is actually crazy. Like Malcolm Brown last four games of the season, 32, 59, 27, and 40% of the snaps Hmm. for the Rams. Like it's crazy to think that Akers had that run and wasn't even really playing that many snaps. Uh, And, and Malcolm Brown is gone. I don't think they're going to play Daryl Henderson 100% in that role. Now, Henderson, I think, has earned a role inside this offense to some degree. He was pretty solid last year, 138 rushing attempts, 24 targets, 783 total yards, six touchdowns. I I thought he was solid enough to earn kind of that one-two punch role. I like both of the Rams running backs where they go. I think you can feel very comfortable taking Cam Akers, last pick of the first round. I think you can feel very comfortable taking Daryl Henderson in the 12th, 13th, 14th round. He is a, a guy I am prioritizing in the later rounds of my draft. So I, I I think that this is a great spot to invest. And that's tied to, I just expect this offense to be very good with Matt Stafford. I think they're going to score a lot of points. I think there's going to be a lot of red zone opportunities. So I, I think you should be taking a lot of these Rams running backs. Other thing that people don't consider, they probably have, I mean, I don't know about fantasy wise, but they probably have, if not the best defense, one of the best defenses in the NFL, So if that is the case, that's more opportunities for the offense just by volume itself. At wide receiver, you know the characters there. Uh, Reynolds is gone, but it's clearly Cup and Woods, who are sort of wide receiver twos, I I would say, both on the same team. They've been kind of hard to predict who's going to have the better game, Uh, but you you should feel probably comfortable as as a wide receiver two on both. I I think Woods is, is very underrated just with what he does, because when the team is usually, when, when the team is trailing, Goff has just fed this guy over and over again. Everyone thinks it's Cup that gets all the receptions when really it's been Woods. Yeah, that's actually that's actually a great point you make. The market has constantly uh, – basically Cup had that insane run at the end of 2019. If people remember, you know, he had kind of seven games where he looked like, oh, this guy is going to be the best fantasy player ever. You know, Goff is just going to target this guy 16 times a game. But Robert Woods has been so – good in his time in Los Angeles. 1,300 yards, 1,200 yards, 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns in 2020, seven touchdowns in 2018. A lot of the reason why he was underrated was only three touchdowns in 2019. They also used him as a runner. People right. kind of forget that, but they yep. use him on those those jet sweeps mm-hmm. and things like that. So he always gets, uh, a, I mean, he scored at least one rushing touchdown every year he has been in Los Angeles, I, I think that does add just a little bit of upside. You know, I mean, those are 10 or 15 points that Cooper Cup is not getting. Again, I think that the addition of Matthew Stafford, it's got to be considered an upgrade for Robert Woods. I mean, you'd rather have Matthew Stafford throwing you passes than Jared Goff. Like, that's that's just the fact of the matter. The the, the very interesting thing is now, so Josh Reynolds is gone. Uh, they are They're dealing with a new third wide receiver, and no one really knows who it's going to be. Could be Van Jefferson, could be Deshaun Jackson. You know, uh, they could they could play more two tight end stuff than they ever had before because they they have a bunch of tight ends who are good blockers. Johnny Munt, 
Bryson Hopkins, this guy, Jacob Harris, who is a, a rookie from uh, the University of Central Florida, who is a really interesting player. But I, I think that probably what happens is Cup and Woods are just going to, they're going to be fed targets. Like I think 150 targets for both of those guys is pretty doable. And that's the way Stafford's offense were in uh, Detroit. Calvin Johnson and Marvin Jones, et cetera. Uh, Van Jefferson, by the way, people forget about him. I watched him at the University of Florida. Had absolutely no quarterback throwing to him for two years. Uh, he did not have Trask there. So he's an interesting name. I'm out on Deshaun Jackson. No interest. Uh, tight end is never a primary focus for tight, for uh, for the Rams. Will that change this year? Will Higby get more? Or is he just the guy near the goal line that catches touchdowns? Well, Higby no longer has to deal with Gerald Everett. He is not uh, he is not on the roster anymore. And look, these the games that Higby had to end the season in 2019, 107 yards and a touchdown, 116 yards, 111 yards, 104 yards, 84 yards and a touchdown. He had the three touchdown game last year and then basically did nothing from that point. I am I'm, I'm going to plant a flag here though. I'm in. I'm in on Ooh. Tyler Higby. I think that their lack of a real third wide receiver, you know, Van Jefferson, you know, uh, wh- whoever, Deshaun Jackson, whoever, I, I think that's going to be a big boon for Higby, and I am I am in on him. So I, I apparently really like the Rams offense as a whole. Yeah, and, and which is fine. It's just for me, it, it's interesting because now a new quarterback is there. But in general, uh, and, and yes, Everett had a few big games. I remember a Monday night game where, I mean, he's just, I mean, Everett to me would catch the ball, immediately head to the sidelines and try and run there and, and, and see if he could get to the end zone. Uh, but Higby was more of an over-the-middle guy. We'll see if that is a factor for the Rams in 2021. We'll take a quick timeout here on Fantasy Sports Today. Stay with us. Stay with Sports Grid. We're back in just two minutes. we got Fantasy or Reality coming up, as well as the Sports Grid 60. Stay on the grid. Davis and I are going nowhere. You shouldn't either. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on 
Sports Grid. We've got the Sports Grid 60 coming up in a little bit. We'll bring in our producer, Brett Levy, for fantasy or reality. It, it's probably going one way or the other for you in terms of the New York Yankees. Either you are miserable right now because you're a Yankees fan, you don't like what you're seeing, or you're everybody else and you're enjoying the Yankees being miserable. I don't think that there's a middle ground on this one here. Uh, but the, the New York Yankees manager, Aaron Boone, has been taking it on the chin over the last month pretty hard with the media here. Uh, media is really starting to get difficult on him in these Zooms. I've been watching them. And, and he actually yesterday, when he was asked about just getting used to losing, said, get the bleep away from, from here with that. I didn't want to use that on the show because it was just too quick to go back and forth. And they had the reporter on, on camera there for a little bit too long. But he did. But that was said yesterday. He was also asked specifically if he is getting concerned with how poorly the team is playing. Very concerned. Um, you know, obviously, you know, <clears throat> a couple of tough losses, obviously ending that game in Minnesota um, and scratch our way last night, but just not able to amount much uh, against NOLA. Uh, who who took you know took a lead and and was on the attack and and dictating counts right away a lot of strike one had good stuff today but um, we got to find a way to get better. All right, let's bring in Brett Levy as the Yankees are the focus of our first question on fantasy or reality. All right, Craig. Well, you know we have to ask about Aaron Boone's future because his seat is getting hot. So. Davis, we'll actually start with you for this one. Aaron Boone will remain the Yankees manager until the end of the season. Is this a fantasy or reality? So right now, the New York Yankees are eight and a half games back in the AL East. They are, you know, behind the Blue Jays, behind the Red Sox. They are actually even behind the Cleveland Indians for the wild card. They are behind the Astros and they are even behind the Angels. So it is getting pretty tight. And if they are you know, 10 games back here in a couple weeks, if they are, you know, four games back of the second wild card, I, I think no way. Now, again, my entire, the entire time that the Yankees have been struggling, I've been saying they're going to figure it out. It's going to be all right. You know, yeah. Judge and Stanton will get it figured out at the same time. But, you know, a baseball manager has a very different job than a football coach or a basketball coach. He is not really dictating what's happening. He is, you know, setting the lineup up. He's doing, uh, you know, pitching changes and things like that. But a lot of what goes on on the field is way outside of Aaron Boone's control. That doesn't matter to ownership, though, because they know, look, if we fire the manager, that is, that's good optics for the ownership. That's, oh, you know, we care about what's going on on the field. And so I, I do think for this Yankees team, if we see another two weeks of them struggling, you know, not even in the second wild card, I do think Aaron Boone probably gets fired. So I think this is a fantasy. I don't think Aaron Boone will remain the Yankees manager until the end of the season. Yeah, this is tough because I hate firing people in general, especially in baseball. And on top of it, they say that old cliche, which is true. You can't fire the players. And, you know, the, the basically the, the moves were made by the general manager but at this stage of baseball, I, I think, Davis, you have to look at Brian Cashman and say he's on a trajectory to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, the guy has been amazing. He's won all these World Series with them. And, and you know, it, it's, it's hard to look at him and say, 
he did a bad job. Maybe he did a bad job with the construction of this team. But in general, he's known as one of the best general managers in baseball. I mean, he survived all of the Steinbrenner stuff for what? Almost 20 years at this point. I'm going to say fantasy too. Hate to do it. I think you probably gave... A, I think you gave Boone right there a fair leash. I don't think he's got two more weeks. I, I don't think so. I, I think if this continues for seven days more, 10 days most, they go, let's say, in the next 10, one and nine or two and eight, I think that's going to be it. But what you said is fair. I, I think he deserves another two. He deserves half a season. And then maybe they, you know, after the All-Star break, right, like just – start something different, start something new. Feels like that's the case. So I'm going to say fantasy. I don't think he's going to make it. All right. Well, our next question, we're going up to the Green Bay Packers, where a lot of weird comments have been coming out of Green Bay over the past week. Uh, first, Jordan Love stunk. Then he was amazing. Now Aaron Rodgers is a difficult fellow to deal with, an interesting guy, according to the GM. And he, I think he was quoting the former GM. So... Uh, lots of weird statements coming out of Green Bay. Davis, we know you're doing a ton of best ball drafts. We kind of skipped over the Packers because of all this quarterback uncertainty. But I got to ask you uh, to start. Drafting Jordan Love is a good best ball strategy. Is this a fantasy or reality? You know, I, I have to say that this is a fantasy for a couple of reasons. The first being, you know, right now we just don't have much clarity on the situation. Uh, and so I don't, I don't like to attack those situations without a ton of clarity unless I have a strong lean. The other thing is that even if Aaron Rodgers left, you know, I don't even know if for sure Jordan Love would start 17 games i think that this could be a destination for another veteran quarterback you know some trade maybe they bring in you know cj bethard from the 49ers or or you know jacoby Brissett or someone like that because i don't think jordan love is any good uh jordan love was not particularly good in college and jordan love has not done anything inspiring as a member of the green bay packers up until this point and you know kind of the the idea with these late round quarterbacks is well they need to be rushers to provide us that upside because like no one's excited about Jared Goff and we know we're getting 17 games of him because he doesn't run and love not not really a rusher 403 yards and nine touchdowns in three seasons at, uh, at Utah State so I I'm gonna say this is a fantasy I don't think drafting Jordan Love is a good best ball strategy oh, okay I want to throw this back to you just for a second here Davis if you wouldn't mind can you pull up in the uh, NFBC or whatever, wherever you're doing the the best ball uh, drafts for fantasy football, if, if you wouldn't mind, who are like let's say the quarterbacks that are going in his range right now? Because I think his ADP is more of the question for me as opposed to just giving this blanket answer of a yes or no. So like who who would I be choosing to throw that dart uh, as opposed to him with it? It would be Taysom Hill, Cam Newton, Jared Goff, Jameis Winston. Those guys are all going after uh, pick 180 in average draft position in these fantasy football drafts. Okay. I mean, if you took Jordan Love, he would be your final selection on an 18-man roster. Okay, so I, I guess it's a little bit more complicated to me. I don't think this is as black and white because, again, it, it's risk here. And, and what is really the risk with your last pick in a draft? Now, you just gave some better risks, like in Winston 
and Newton and, and, and some players, honestly, that I'd rather have as opposed to Jordan Love. But if we're talking about the last pick in a draft and you, you really aren't really risking all that much, and if he ends up being okay, like, is that a huge thing? Like, I don't, I, I'm, in, I'm in agreement with you on his talent, but I mean, what if after three or four games he gets it and Rodgers is gone? I think you'd feel pretty good about that. So I'm, I'm going to say it is a good strategy, but in the right spot. Last pick. Nothing to lose. Throwing the dart. You cut him if Rodgers is given an extension and that's the end of it. So I think we see it a little differently there based on risk. Fair enough. All right. The next question we're going to ask, and we're going to the McDonald's chicken nuggets segment of our show because a McDonald's chicken nugget sold for $100,000 on eBay because it looked like one of these characters from a video game called Among Us. Um, I believe it's the game with like imposters, if, if I'm correct. So the question we're going to ask is, and Craig, we'll start with you. The piece of chicken that sold for $100,000 on eBay does look like a character from Among Us. Is this fantasy or reality? Now, there's a couple of, of things here that I want to mention. First of all, you know, I don't play any of these games. I mean, I, I, I honestly don't even play MLB The Show because my son does not give me the controller. I have to play against him or I don't get to play. He says, come up and let's play, and then I don't get to, and I get to just watch him. Uh, and, and the same thing goes for Roblox. I have no interest in that game. He seems to be interested in that. And he does like Among Us also, although I am not a huge fan of a young kid playing that game. It's, it's a, little, a little too rough for me on that one. But that being said, I am aware of the game. I am aware of the characters. This does look like one of those characters from Among Us. I will say that. I also, when I see these stories, I'm skeptical, Davis, that somebody actually paid the 100000 Like, I feel like sometimes on eBay things get bid up just for fun, for people like us to do these stories. And then no one actually pays, and it's just, like, over. And then, like, the big story is something went for 100000 No one ever wants to check and see if legitimately somebody actually purchased this. So I'm going to say reality, it looks like it, but I don't know that somebody actually paid for it. That I can't say. Yeah, uh, I mean, first off, I love these stories. Like, I love when there's, like, you know, the Virgin Mary in a, in a piece of toast or, you know, the, the Buddha in, you know, like a, a steak or something. Like, they, those are always just funny to me. I also absolutely love chicken nuggets from McDonald's. They're obviously they're terrible for you. It's just industrial pink slime, but man, how good, how good are McDonald's chicken nuggets? Uh, and, and to answer the specific question from fantasy reality, I mean, this thing looks exactly like the character from amongst us. So that's a reality. My other question is, shouldn't McDonald's try and do stuff like this on purpose? Like, like they, they should specifically create McNuggets that look like, you know, X, Y, or Z from video games or popular TV shows or whatever, you know, a, a Nike swoosh nugget or something like that. Like, if there's this much interest in the secondary market, McDonald's should totally find a way to monetize this for their own gain. I'm surprised that isn't something that's happened already. I mean, you could you could definitely leave SportsGrid and become a marketing expert right now based on that. That's a really good point. I definitely think that they could do that. I think that all these companies uh, could do that as well. As far as loving chicken nuggets from McDonald's, man, I've been out of that game for too long. 
I mean, Davis, you get close to 50 years old and it's like, you really got to pick your spots on the fast food, you know, like it's, it, it gets to the point where if you have that, you, that, that could set you back a day or two. So I don't, I don't, I think in the last five years, I may have had McNuggets one time, but in general, it's not my, it, fast food is just not my go-to anymore. Getting old is, is tough when it comes to that. So are you a frequenter of, of McNuggets? No, no, I haven't had I haven't had chicken McNuggets in uh, in quite. I mean, I, I just don't have a McDonald's that close to my house. I uh, my gotcha. my fast food of choice. My fast food of choice when I'm wanting to feel terrible about myself and just you know wanted to be miserable is there is a Taco Bell right by my house and it's right in between mm. uh, the grocery store I go to, the gym I go to, and all that stuff. So it's 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 pretty easy to just side on in and uh, it's terrible and I regret it 100 percent of the time. Yeah, but putting it right by the gym does make sense. You know, you just eat it and then you feel better about yourself after the meal. Not not entirely a terrible idea. All right, Sports Grid 60 is coming up next right here on Fantasy Sports Today. And then we got to say so long. Scotty Farrell coming your way, 4 o'clock Eastern. Game time decisions. In-game live should be good tonight. Two NBA playoff games, Major League Baseball and hockey all at once. We'll be back in just two minutes right here on Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. So stay with us on the grid. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Sports Grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Davis and I will be right back here on Fantasy Sports today for our Tuesday edition of the show. More strategy and drafting fantasy football, getting closer and closer to that, less than two months away from the Hall of Fame game being played. Let's turn it over to Davis. One final thought on today's Sports Grid 60. Davis, what do you got? Yeah, so on Saturday, Christian Eriksen of Denmark uh, collapsed on the field, and it was revealed that he had a heart attack, you know, a healthy world-class athlete at 29 and obviously a lot of people watching it were 
shocked, scared, you know, disturbed, didn't really know what they had just seen. But I, I wanted to take a moment to recognize his teammate, uh, Simon Kiar, who, and like, immediately, this was within, like, 10 seconds of his teammate collapsing him, gets him on his back, stabilizes him, because, you know, he doesn't know if he just had a stroke or if something's wrong with his spine, and then immediately starts giving him CPR. And, you know, it pretty much became clear that, like, that probably saved his life, because, you know, the medical personnel, they got to do their things, they got to get the stretchers, they got to get the defib, it would taken them, like, a minute, minute and a half to get over there. And so... I, I mean, I can't really imagine the situation, but basically, you know, this guy's soccer teammate that he has played with for the last however long, like literally saved this guy's life in front of millions of people across the world. Pretty, pretty wild story. Can't imagine being in that situation myself. Yep. And uh, much better sports grid 60 than mine for sure. So today, Major League Baseball announced uh, the first edition of the all-star votes that have been released. And naturally, Fans across the country are up in arms about their favorite players not getting enough votes and, and this player should have gotten in. And This is the biggest bunch of white noise in terms of waste of conversation you can ever have. Can you remember any time in the last 20 years about an argument for an all-star conversation that you can think of today that really mattered? The answer is no. If you have a problem, go to your computer, go to your phone, and vote 20 times or 25 times, whatever it is for the player. In the end, it is a popularity contest. The teams that have the most fans that like to be online and vote are going to play in the All-Star game, and the teams that don't will not. The end. So don't bother wasting your time on this. It's not that important. Is it important to the player? Of course. Do they end up getting in the game because of injuries? Yes, probably anyway. Don't get caught up in it. Not worth it. Thank you to Spencer. Thank you, of course. Over to LTN, James, Brett, Danny, and Ryan for Davis. I'm Craig. See you tomorrow. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.